welcome to the 2021 Slasherville Awards. Your hosts, Dale Zawada and Jim Snedeker Jr. That's Yay. that's us. Woo! Yeah! I, you guys see the streamers? You see Woo. the confetti? I feel it. I see it. It got me in the eye. Ah. We couldn't do live pyro. We tried to clear it with legal, but they said they're, it's it's too big of a liability. So they they weren't having it. So it's the end of the year. A lot of you are still in that Christmas mood. Oh, <laughs> Tro is. <laughs> That's right. Got all these I'm doxing them. Gifts. Got all the yeah reverse doxed. Got all these uh, beers for Christmas and stuff. I'm super excited about it. And it which is. Uh, unfortunate because i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to do the the old dry january and i'm like well i'm mm. gonna have a drunk december i'll tell you that yeah you're so, running out of days whoo, whoo, i know you gotta my get liver's like my liver's like you know you could just save them for like february if you want and i'm like nah i gotta drink them now what if they go bad <laughs> you never exactly. know so crack whatever beverage you got for christmas maybe it was so nice wine a little Chardonnay, some champagne, a fancy eggnog, whatever you got, get it out. We get covered a lot. We covered a lot this year. A lot. This was Dale's idea. He wanted to do an end of the year spectacular award ceremony, and I thought that is a uh, really fun idea. And I can't wait to get into these. And there's some of this stuff that I forgot about. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I re- we did talk about that. And we've only been doing Slasherville, you know, Slasherville proper here for, I don't know, four months, six months. Yeah. It was not, like, not a full year for sure. The middle of August, maybe the end of August, something like that. And we've got some heavy hitters, some big contenders. I can only imagine what it's going to look like next year. It's definitely going to look different. That's, that's for damn sure. So let's get into the first category for the 2021 Slasherville Awards. Best scream oh we're doing this one first gotta hit them hard man it's such a good one your nominees oh well no but hold on just real quick i just want to give him a little a little background we talked about this on the show um when we were talking about some of these screams like man that might be scream of the year you know there you would you would mention there needs to be an award for that scream and uh and that happens several times yeah and that's one thing I've always looked for, like horror movies. Yeah, the blood, the gore, the effects, the directing, the lighting, the music. I always keep my ear out for a scream. Ever since as a child, when I heard the term scream queen, like mm-hmm. I was dumb. I had to ask, like, what does that even mean? There's like, it just means she screamed good. She screamed real good. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then after that, I, you know, you notice it. Some people can't scream and it's embarrassing, but some, some can. Mark Patton, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, very good Scream Queen. Very good. Yes. Um, and, you know, Jamie Lee, all, all these heavy hitters, these uh, horror actresses, that's a big reason. It's not just because they're beautiful or good actresses. You got you to be able to sell the horror via Scream. So let's look at the nominees for Best Scream. Here we go. From Malignant. We've got Annabelle Wallace who played Madison. She has a number of good screams in that one. Yes. She's got a she's got a couple good ones in there. So it's hard to really nail one down. Overall, a good screamer. Will this be her year? Next nominee, 
Kate Siegel, who played Aaron in Midnight Mass. And her scream is when Riley burns up in the canoe. Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, just in case. Yeah, something happens in a canoe. We'll just say. And it's a blood-curdling scream. Very good one. Yes, it is. From Black Christmas. I wanted to give Black Christmas some nominees this year, so I don't know if they're going to win. But Black Christmas Billy. <laughs> we, don't when, get, uh, we don't know. We don't Billy. know who's on the Academy this year. <laughs> but Billy, the killer in Black Christmas, when he's killing uh, the girl in the closet, his like shouts and groans and moans are super creepy. And not not a was, traditional best scream. Oh no! But very disturbing. I don't know. Deserves recognition from the TV show Chucky. We've got two Chuckies here, and rightfully so. Fiona Dorif, who plays Nika, uh, the at the end of it, we talked about it when it's revealed what Tiffany has done to her, and she's in that chair missing a couple pieces. And she just lets out that scream, and my God, it's it's blood curdling. It is a it's a fantastic scream. Also from Chucky, uh, I forgot the little girl's name, but the little the little girl, yeah, uh, she I don't remember her name either. This, but it's Lexi's little sister. She was great, and that's another thing. It's when she sees the burned up Chucky doll. Ah, the, his face is melted, and the dad's like, well. Well, here's the doll that you like. She's a little scream queen. She's a scream princess. It's a great one. And it, that one goes on, and I think like other things pop up on the screen. Like It cuts to other stuff while she screams over it. Yeesh. It's a good one. I just You're want to give it. an honorable mention. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Because we, cause we included things that were... This isn't just things that were released this year. It's anything we covered on the show. And, and we watched... Halloween 5. So I've got to say honorable mention to Danielle Harris. Yeah. Because she can scream her ass off. She's a very, very good screamer. I'm curious, though, now that you say it, I want to see some of her later work, like Hatchet and movies like that. See how that screams? The adult scream. Yeah, I want to see that adult scream. I felt like the adult scream was good in Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's one of the it's, bright spots of the entire movie. It's a dark spot in my brain and memory, so I <laughs> don't really recall it. But def, yeah, hell yeah, definitely an honorable mention. Your winner for Best Scream. Kate Siegel, Midnight Mass, when Riley burns up when something happens on the canoe. <laughs> when things might it, just be warmer than you <laughs> wanted them to be. Just a little bit. Yeah, that one, it you know, it, for myself personally, it came down between Kate Siegel and uh, Fiona Dorff. That mm-hmm. one was really hard for me. Um, but yeah, they sell it. And it's a, a big reason isn't just, oh, what a nice set of lungs. But the moment, the sell, yes. the impact. The context, context. and, and the, the total sell, the overall sell, and... I think because of that moment in the show that maybe you, hopefully you've all seen at this point, uh, because of that moment in the show and how pivotal it is and, and her total sell of the facial, all of it, you know, it's, uh, 
I can't argue with that. That is a that is that is the winner. When they're when all the screams themselves are so good, you really have to split hairs with the rest of it. And I think if you put all of the other pieces of the puzzle together, that's the best scream. Agreed. Agreed. Next category. Oh, this is going to be controversial, maybe. Best song. And once again, this isn't, you know, movies that came out just this year, movies we covered. Um, so that's going to be decades, like Halloween 5 and stuff. So here are your nominees, and then we'll hit the honorable mentions and shit. Your nominees for best song from the TV show Chucky, How Villains Are Made by Madeline Duke. That's the song that plays when Jake is considering the dark side, the Chucky side in episode one or two. Might even be episode one. Um, when the dad, you know, big beats him. It's like, you're fucking gay. Stop being gay and your dolls are stupid. And he ruins his art project. And he, like, <clears throat> he reaches for Chucky under the bed and they play that song. I just think, once again, context. Is a, is a big thing. So this isn't an original song over there. Right. Um, but the use of it was pretty good. From Ghostbusters Afterlife, Haunted House by McKenna Grace. This is the song that plays when the credits hit at the end. And McKenna Grace is the, the girl that plays uh, Phoebe. Spangler, uh, Egon's right? granddaughter. Yes. So that's little Spangler, who's also on the fucking soundtrack with this banger. Really, really good song. Yeah, I love that part about your show, of your um, Ghostbusters episode. I listened to it as soon as it came out, and I was like, huh, I never would have guessed that. I'm glad I Shazam that one. From the TV show Mindhunter, which I only talked about very briefly. The song is Every Dream Home, A Heartache by Roxy Music. And it's specifically this uh, BTK scene where his wife is coming home. And they play this slow 70s, spooky rock song. And something's going on down the hall in the bathroom. And it's slow. And she's slowly walking down there. And the song's picking up. And she opens the door and to find that her husband, BTK Dennis Rader, is, has a rope rig against around the doorknob. And he's choking himself. He's leaning down, choking himself while he's wearing like... Ladies' clothes, his creepy doll mask, and it's the thing of nightmares. And she runs out of the house terrified while this song plays. So this is another use of, of an existing song in a really cool context. <clears throat> From Halloween Kills. Man, this was hard. Yeah. We had, to, we had to get something Halloween in here. And it's like, where do you start? But we went with Halloween Kills main titles. By John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. This is the one that Jim mentioned it when we talked about the episode, how it had like the little, it's the Halloween theme you know and love, but it had like the chorus mm -hmm. version, little chorus kick to it. It was and it more really intense. Had, oh and, my God. And I think I can make, I can make everything better. Uh, once we announce the winner, I got, I'll got it all sorted out. Oh. Um, next nominee. Uh, from Prom Night, Tonight is Prom Night by Paul Zaza. And this is the recurring song uh, throughout the movie, especially the actual prom itself. We had a lot of fun with that mm -hmm. in the Patreon episode. Check out the patreon.com slash slash of pod. It's prom night. Everything is all right. <laughs> Last nominee from Babysitter 2, Killer Queen. Killer Queen 
by Queen. Uh, they play this near the end. There's like a blood ritual yep. and a montage. They use, yes. And they use songs like this in both movies throughout, but there was something really fun about, about this one. It, it all came together. It did. We had characters that we loved were back and everything. Everything was right. And, and it was, blood, a, it right? was a big payoff because the, like the subtitle of the movie is killer queen. And McGee is the soundtrack song guy. You know, he he did that in Supernatural. It's a big thing in his movies. It was in part one. And you're wait, you're sitting there like, when do we get? You literally named this movie <laughs> after a Queen song, and do we get it? And you get it in the big payoff moment. I want to yeah. say uh, honorable mention here, yeah, because we covered it. Uh, Covered it a couple different different times. In its original incarnation by Harry Manfredini and Michael Zagler. Zagrel. I don't know. I, he had a couple things. But <clears throat> the Friday the 13th Part 3 disco theme. Also yes. covered by Jim Snedeker Jr. on YouTube. Absolutely. Which you can also hear on my Twitch page. Because that's my, my intro. And I, I love it very much. Yeah, that's definitely... An honorable mention. Uh, we never really talked about it too much, but it did become a part of our lives this year. Yes, on the on the podcast. Uh, yeah, really good song, and the cover is just as fucking good, if not better. That, that's on Slasherville YouTube. It is. Yes, that was the first YouTube video. Check that out. Um, love it. Stay stay for the end. You gotta you gotta watch it <laughs> until yeah. the end. The winner. I sure do. For best song from Prom Night, Tonight is Prom Night by Paul Zaza. Controversial. Oh, man. The audience is torn on this one. What? What? Hold on. Calm down. Everybody just relax. Okay? Just calm down. Now, this, this was called best song. All right? And all of these are songs. And the Halloween theme is not really a song. Okay? So I, Dale, would like to propose, as far as an original score is concerned, for the entire movie, the Halloween Kills has the best original score of all of these movies we've covered this year. Well, let's let's do it live. Let's do it live. I'm trying to think now. Um, So not soundtrack scores, not like uh, Babysitter. But yeah, actual score... Girl on the Third Floor didn't have much going on for it. Clove Hitch, not really. Ghostbusters Afterlife isn't bad, but it does hit on a lot of the same. There's not much new there. You're the only one that saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage, so you do have the say on this. So as long as you admit that Halloween Kills has a better uh, original score than Halloween 5, yeah, <laughs> that's the winner. I think story. it does. Okay, <laughs> I think we're gonna go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to allow it. Ooh. And we did like Nightmare Two. You know, I mean, yeah. we did we did other yeah. movies with great scores, but this is true. Halloween Kills score. Uh, it's po- po- probably the best part of the movie, honestly. Next category, we're gonna hit the, we're gonna hit the big two right here. Best actor and best actress. We're going to start with best actor. 
from the Clove Hitch Killer, Dylan McDermott, who plays Don Burnside, and he's super, super creepy in that. I don't know if anybody really got a chance to look at that uh, after I talked about it, but boy, oh boy, is he good in that. Your next nominee is Hamish Linkladder, who plays Father Paul in Midnight Mass. Very, where the fuck did this guy come from? From Halloween 5, Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis. He, he's crazy. He's crazy in this one. And that's what gets him on the list. He, he, he's not going to get a Halloween Kills now because that's not you, Donald. That's another man. <laughs> it's time. From Halloween Kills, there is a nominee from Halloween Kills. And it's James Jude Courtney, who plays Michael Myers. They very is often that, get overlooked. Yeah, and I think that needs to start to change and it's going to change right here on Slasherville. Uh, honorable mentions, honorable for best actor. Um, we neglected really CM Punk for giving it his all. You know what? He can get nominated for that. And you mentioned, um, nightmare Two, Mark Patton, Mark Patton. Yes. Great job. He's not- now, he's not going to win because of the dancing scene in the bedroom. Well, well or maybe that's the most <laughs> genuine part. But he did bring it in that. He's so sweaty. And yeah, he's, he sold the fear. Your winner. And boy, oh boy, if you, if you don't like these winners, hit up the anchor.fm slash slash reveal pod. Leave a message. Let us know what we got wrong. But I think we nailed this one. Best actor from Midnight Mass. The man who plays Father Paul, Hamish Linkladder, fucking amazing. Yeah, he was, I was blown away by his performance. I had, I really hadn't heard much about the show until after I started watching it. Like, I was told, hey, you'd like it, it's good. Um, But man, those scenes where he is given those homilies getting people riled up and they were just so believable. You felt the conviction and oh, yeah. what, and, and to have to play, you know, as the story unfolds to have to try and act like someone acting like someone, you know, it gets very, uh, yeah, sort of bird's eye view. Where you're like, well, I have to play someone that's lying about who they are. So you have to be just convincing enough, but not so convincing. It's tricky. I'm trying to think of another example of of a a role like that. Like face off. <laughs> yeah, like no, I mean, yeah, that is that that's a that is a good example. You know, where you're the character knows they're not who they're pretending to be, and how do you show that? Without just seeming like the genuine character, I don't know. But he did a great job. I mean, it was it was amazing. I could watch him uh, in anything at this point. And that's the thing. I haven't really seen his name since then. And I'm kind of waiting for him to blow up. Like, uh, what's his name from the new Star Wars movie? Like their version of Han Solo, the funny guy. He's in everything now. The Poe Dameron guy. Yeah. And it's like rightfully so. He's a good actor, and so is so is Linklater here. Let's get this guy some work. Best actress 
your nominees. From the babysitter Killer Queen, Emily Allen Lind. She plays Melanie, who's the female lead in that. She's like the girlfriend who turns out to be bad and shit gets crazy at the end. I, When we talked about Killer Queen, I didn't like it because it was vastly different, but Jim convinced me to watch it again. And I did watch it again and I did enjoy it. And I enjoyed her performance quite a bit. I said, okay. Because at first I was like, you're not the girl that I like. Who's hot? Get out of here. <laughs> um, but she's was really fucking good in that. From Ghostbusters Afterlife, McKenna Grace, Phoebe Spangler. From Malignant, Madison, uh, played by Annabelle Wallace. I mean, it's like a dual role. <laughs> Jeez. From The Girl on the Third Floor. Sarah, played by Sarah Brooks. <laughs> um, she was like the seductress lady, and she did a pretty good job in there. Honorable mentions, Jim. Anybody? Uh, I'm going to butcher her first name, because I don't know if it's Samara or Samara. Oh, yeah. I think it's Samara. Okay. Samara Weaving from The First Babysitter, because we talked about both of them. We, I watched True. both of them. and um. I hadn't really seen her in anything, and uh, I was, I don't want to say shocked, but she was really, really good. I mean, she had to, I'm, I'm always a sucker, like, going back to uh, Hamish, Link, Linklater, um, when you have to play a role that is complex, it's just all, and, and you nail it. It just always has a lot of weight for me. And she had to play someone, you know, you believe her as the babysitter and sticking up for this kid and being his friend and all this stuff. And then really she's got all this other shit going on that she's lying about. And then you don't know what she's lying about or not. And uh, I think she nailed all of that. So that's my honorable mention. Yeah. And a pretty good job of even when she turns heel... You still kind of like her, and the movie knows that, and mm-hmm. the boy knows that. Like, yeah, she did a very good job. Yeah, she should have. She should have been nominated. Very good call. <laughs> what a snub! Damn it. She got Damn snubbed. It. Oh man. Oh, I can already see the Anchor.fm thing just setting ablaze. It's on fire. Woo! Your winner for best actress, McKenna Grace, Phoebe Spangler from Ghostbusters Afterlife. Maybe controversial. Maybe not. I think these. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Could be this thing I'm saying, or it isn't. <laughs> the world will decide. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jim, you no, haven't well, seen this one. Hold here, on. Right? You don't okay. just get to say that. Why do you think controversial that um that her perform that you think her performance is so good or controversial that she beat out these other nominees? Do you th- is there um do do fans of this ghostbusters do they say someone else is like you know oh they're they're just far and away the best performance in the movie i think good point maybe there's zero controversy but from what i can maybe sort of see a lot of folks just look at her as like little spangler and they just kind of brush it off oh like she's just she's just being kid egon right okay but i i think there's more to it and those little egon moments are still home run 
uh, every time. Just the, the best part of that movie. And that's the thing. These other nominees, as great as they are, I don't know if they're if they hold the movie's weight on their shoulders the way that this little girl did. Like Malignant okay. was going to have okay. the twist and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought she, uh, she definitely deserved the nomination and it looks like she snuck away with the win. Well, she's definitely going to blow up. She won't be like Hamish where, Hamish where we're like, where is this guy? Let's get him some work. No, I'm sure she's got 50 goddamn movies lined up. Um, we'll see if Hollywood can take care of her. And a musical recording career, mm-hmm. from what it sounds like. She might be on Casey Kasem's top 9,000 countdown. You never know. You really don't. He's still around, right? I don't think so. Yeah, how? Can, no, he can't be. Hold on. Let's pause right now for station identification, and we'll see. Casey Kasem died in 2014. Oh. So he, he is dead. Well, we didn't kill him. He was already dead. So right. sky point for Casey Kasem. We tend to kill people on the show. Ground point for Ivan Reitman. He's still here on the ground, on solid ground. Yes. Ground point. <laughs> ground point. Solid ground point. Next category. Here it is. This is a big one. Line of the year. There's always good one-liners in horror movies and slasher films. There's always little jokes. Some of them are scary. Some of them are jokey. So let's get into line of the year. From the girl on the third floor. The line is delivered from CM Punk when he says, yeah, I got you something. If you're interested, it's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then he, then he shows her the Chicago way. Yeah, at, at this point in the film that a lot of you might not have seen, um, he was cheating on his wife with this lady and he's like, ah, we're done here. And she said, I don't think we're done here. And he's like, well, I'm just going to have to solve this, the Chicago way, like Jim said. And it is preceded by, I got you something. If you're interested, it's in the kitchen. And then bad things happen in the kitchen. Too she falls head. for it too. He's, he's sort of sitting in the, the foyer and is like, look, I'm sorry for everything. Did it's my fault. I apologize. And she's like, you can't just, do that and then and then he's like i got you something it's in the kitchen oh, and, then, and then she goes into the kitchen and he even looks like a man that's mulling over a murder yes yes he does <laughs> uh, next line next nominee from chucky kill the twink now Chucky had a lot of good lines. He did. Just in general, uh in that show people had good lines. But um they really went with this open gay storylines, transgendered stuff left right and it was it was one of the more woke shows of the year. The director and creator is a gay man, so not totally surprising, but it's never been like this before. And to have such a a line like that and it's not said by like a bad guy. Yes, Chucky's a villain and everything, but the way it's delivered, it's supposed to be funny. Like, yes, we're talking about these things. And yeah, like sometimes people talk like that. There's a whole there's a whole other world over there, folks. And <laughs> Chucky delivered with that line. Next nominee from Halloween Kills. Do you do you want to guess what it is, folks? Yeah, just give it a gander. What do you think it might be? I think it might be. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. 
Fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the best part is when Charles Cyphers does it. Oh, yeah, the old man. Oh, yeah. Evil dies tonight. Killed my daughter, so evil dies tonight. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Your last nominee is from Malignant. The opening. Very good opening. It's time we cut out the cancer. Credits. Malignant. And that line's important because it sets up, you know, the entire um, yeah. they, physical they, part of the existence of the, of the bad guy. You know, it's like, and they don't, though. They don't do that, though. No, no, they don't. But once you find out at the end yeah. what's going it on, makes sense. it's a very important line. And it keeps you guessing for a little while in the beginning. I mean, it plays better than, let's try to cut out the cancer, but if we can't, we'll sew it into the back of a skull. <laughs> right. So you can't really put that in a movie. No, yeah. That, that would yeah. kind of ruin the end a little bit. <laughs> uh, your, your winner. Oh, honorable mentions. Did I admit, well, did I, well, so honorable, you didn't see, you didn't Venom. see Venom. Um, but honorable mentions is the, the symbiote, the Venom portion of their duo uh saying fuck this guy to Cletus Cassidy uh spoilers uh right before he bites his head off whoa so, so you know venom's always trying to eat people's brains and they're having this epic battle and they're fighting and the symbiote you know venom starts winning finally and and he's He's trying to tell you his sob story of his existence of like, well, well where was my father? What, you know, he's, he's like setting up why he became a serial killer and he, he is the carnage part is defeated and it's just the, it's just the guy. It's just Woody Harrelson and <laughs> just goes, fuck this guy, bites his head off. Wow. That's got to be, I will mention spoilers. That's awesome. Your winner for line of the year. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We need a we need a second honorable mention. Okay. How did we not honorably mention? Did he kill again? Oh man! <laughs> the fucking Halloween kills could just mop up tonight. Did he kill again? <laughs> did he kill again? Did the evil kill again? <laughs> if we did this a couple tonight. years ago, I would have just grandmother in quotes. Oh, grandmother. from Halloween 2018, grandmother. Grandmother. Oh, did you tell grandmother? So, did they have that in uh, Halloween Kills? I, th- I think there might have been one. one. There's one, oh. and it's not bad. Yeah. Because of so the context. It, yeah, it makes fucking sense. Um, the it, Evil Dice Tonight became a meme. I mean, it was memed so many different times. Like mm-hmm. they did the Captain America meme evil dies tonight no i don't think i will mm-hmm. you know there were so many good ones and it deserved it bust their balls they deserve it i'm a little and we'll get into this you know maybe down the road i'm I'm getting i'm a little nervous for halloween ends man you know they're they're talking about how they're going to have kyle richards in there now she wasn't initially going to be in this movie but they liked having her in the second movie so they're just going to rewrite some stuff to have her in the third movie and i'm oh. like that's not how you should be doing things 
Hmm. No, it does seem a little sketchy, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a little sketchy. I'm like, that's not how art works. Like, you get, you have your art, or you don't. So, look, well, I like this canvas. Instead, now we'll see. We are wrapping up here. We have three categories left. Let's. We're gonna do. Okay, I'm just seeing the order. All right, here we go. We're gonna do best show. Okay. There were some good ones too. Man, did we watch some good shows this year? Your first nominee, Midnight Mass. Ooh, where did that come from? Midnight Mass. That was that that was awesome. And it was just a soft recommendation. Oh, I hear this thing's good. Mm. You know, the scores are good. It wasn't you know, something that everybody was talking about, like this new Spider-Man movie. Everybody's like, you gotta go fucking see it. But if somebody had seen Midnight Mass and you asked about it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's very good. You should definitely check it out. And you can't really tell people. I, I prefer not to tell anyone anything about it. Because I really didn't know anything about what was going on, and that made it so much better. Yeah. So it it's kind of hard to, to hype up a movie that or a show that you can't really describe in, without giving a lot of it away. Your next nominee for best show, Brand New Cherry flavor this is an interesting show i haven't seen all of it it's kind of a horror anthology but not really um i once we watch it in its entirety maybe maybe it could have snuck a victory but uh entertaining is all hell nonetheless so if you haven't even heard of this one or checked it out checked it out at all uh brand new cherry flavor your next nominee i know what you did last summer this is another one this is another one where I haven't seen all of it, little bits of here and there, but I want to get them in there because I'm just happy that we have horror shows. You're always going to have horror movies. They're cheap to produce, this, that, and the other. But TV shows or even streaming shows, it's a bigger investment. It's a bigger risk. So when these companies are doing it, I'm, I'm a big fan. So let's uh, let's support them a little bit. And if they are good, share the word. Midnight Mass. Maybe I know what you did last summer is better than it looked. Your next nominee for best show. And I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Elves. It came uh, on Netflix around Christmas time when they like do their Christmas drop. Okay. And I thought it was going to be not what it was. Uh, elves, they're kind of like monsters. And there's this island and they kind of have them. Um, in cage, no, not in cage, but just like a Jurassic Park thing where it's like, we got them sectioned off. We're good. We watch over the land. We make sure nothing bad happens. But then these outsiders come in for vacation and they get through and this, ah, outsiders, man, I tell you. And then Santa lets them all out on Christmas Eve. We don't want to talk about the big guy. Make them their toys. Your last nominee for best show, Chucky. Of course, Chucky's getting a lot, a lot of love here. Uh, now, so. going into this, uh, I'm going to be honest. When oh. we were talking about way back before we knew who was going to be the voice of the new Chucky and the and the new Child's Play, and we knew that Brad Dorif was was voicing Chucky in a show coming out, didn't know how this was going to go. You know, this could have this could have gone bad. Oh, yeah. You know, this really could have gone badly. And boy, did it not go badly at all. Um, I was 
pleasantly surprised, and I'll tell you why. Uh, some of these other shows that were just were phenomenal, like Midnight Mass. You come to expect that from from Netflix. They have a little bit more freedom. It's shot a little bit more like a movie. They don't have to shoot around commercial breaks or anything like that. And Chucky was going to be on cable television. So I was kind of like, you can't do Chucky on TV. It's not going to work. And and not even Chucky on TV, but it had that gross corporate synergy. It's going to be on USA and sci-fi. And I'm like, that seems twice as bad, actually. And the WWE Network. It's like, I didn't like the feel of that. But they did have that freedom. They said, buck. They said, shit. They said, kill the twink. They said some stuff. And they showed some stuff. And there was so much blood. Hell, yeah. Your winner for best show. Chucky. Chucky. Chucky, he did it. Who And like you said, who would have fucking guessed that a year ago? I wouldn't have. We just would have been happy happy if it was tolerable, if we right. could get through the whole season. Not that, but we were like, let's go. Is it next Tuesday yet? I, I, I knew what fucking day the show came out. I don't do that. I'll just save it. I'll watch it later. But I knew. I was like, oh, Tuesday. It's a new Chucky day. <laughs> you know, I, um, I think we should take a minute here to, to just talk a little bit about Chucky. Because let's. that... Um, who would have guessed it was going to be great? Not me. If it was just okay, we would have been happy. What my main concern was, where is this going to pick up? Where is it going to leave off? Because, you know, cult of Chucky, right? It's cult and then curse. Or is it curse and cult or cult and then curse? Curse, curse, then cult. So, cult of Chucky doesn't leave this in, a, in the the story in a spot where modern day there's a doll at a thing, and you know it's like, well, where are they gonna? Are they skipping things? What what are they including? What are they yeah. excluding? Well, they included everything, yeah, and made it all work. And that's such a property where nobody would even be mad. If you said, we're, we're counting this, we're not counting that, here we go. Right. But they said, you know what? Let's do this in hard mode. We're counting everything. And that takes a lot of patchwork. That takes a lot of narrative uh, workings. But they, but they did it. We had uh, Andy. We had, what's her name? Kyle. The, Kyle. We had Fiona Dorf, Nika. Every, everybody, Tiffany's back. They they mentioned uh, Glenn and Glenda, so hopefully we see that. Uh, yeah, they they fucking did it, and it wasn't a mess. That easily could have been a mess. Not only that, but they're like, oh, here's some flashbacks too. Jesus, thank you. Yeah, and new flashbacks, like newly shot. Oh yeah, flashbacks, and just the little th- icings on the cakes. Like uh, Christine Elise plays Kyle. Her character survives in Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2 is probably my favorite one. Uh, I love her character, and I think she did a great job in the role. And, you know, um, Andy had been back a little bit, but not Kyle. And you're like, yeah, they're probably not going to bring Christina Lee back to be Kyle in a Chucky show, you know? And they did. 
be sure. And, and I, I feel like she's probably a fan favorite in the franchise for the heroes, you know? And they brought her back. They they did the flashbacks and had Fiona Dorif play Charles Lee Ray with makeup on. And it, it looked really good. And she did a really good job. It just made me hot for Charles Lee Ray, though. That's I can't fine. that. That's fine. That. It's worked. It's fine. Don't, don't awaken this in me. You know, what version of Tiffany are we going to get? Is she also really Jennifer Tilly in the show, but possessed? Yes. We see, we see them getting the car in the flashbacks. I mean, and it wasn't just fan service flashbacks. All of this stuff tied into the story, and I cared about the new characters, too. The show set up a cool story with... Um, uh, I, I just said her name earlier, and I forgot. Her sister. Her little sister's in it. Lexi. Lexi. You really hate Lexi for a while, and they make it so easy to hate her that you're convinced she's going to be the bad guy of the show, or they're going to kill her three or four episodes in, because she's so hateable that it would be forgivable to see a child die on this show for that reason. And uh, she ends up being one of the, like one of the hero crew, one of the, the few people that know about Chucky. Yeah. Um, I just thought the subplot with uh, the detective mom, you know, there was just so many good things to draw from where it didn't get old. It didn't get stale. Didn't feel like we're doing the same thing. Just yeah. to get to the last episode. What a surprise. It was so good. And and not to keep going on, but have they tried the army of Chuckies? I don't think he's tried that. Like he's had a bunch of dolls in like the warehouse, but he never tried to like, I'm gonna fire all these guys up. No. Originality. And they they left, you know, some cliffhangers. Obviously, when we need to see what's gonna happen with that storyline. Uh, Jim mentioned uh, Andy's mom. The original fucking survivor girl of the franchise. She is yet to Plenty reappear. Blender, like Chucky too. There's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It is. And hopefully it's half as good as the first season. So hell yeah. Go get them, Chuck. But man, Midnight Mass. Don't think don't don't sleep on Midnight Mass oh, because God, of how man. much we're talking about Chucky. Yeah. Midnight, Midnight Mass, Mass when we were going when we were going through categories and nominees, like there was a, there was a build, there was a version of these ballots where it easily could have been very midnight mass heavy. It's a super good show. Uh, check that shit out. If you haven't uh, two categories left, we're going to do best film first. And then what I think might be the big one at the because end. Because this is Slasherville. So our big one yes. is different. Yes. Your nominees for best film. It's pretty good. Much going to be, all the ones that we've talked about, guys. Malignant. The Clove Hitch Killer. Prom Night. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Venom. Let there be carnage, please. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. And The Girl on the Third Floor. Honorable mentions. I... Because there were... Hmm. The score was really good. There were some really good kills. Maybe the best performance for the shape character. Halloween kills. 
Halloween kills. Yeah, definitely some performances in there. There's, um, there's reasons to honorably definitely. mention it. And there's ru- there's reasons to snub it. So yeah, Oh, definitely. I, I, uh, I definitely I agree with you as well. It's like goddamn CM Punk got on there, but we can't get the fucking shape. Ooh, I can at anchor.fm. Mmm. It's on fire. Your winner for best film 2021 Slasherville Awards. Malignant. Whoa. Didn't see that coming. Whoa. And, and in general, that movie didn't see it coming. It was one of those. Yeah, some James Wan movies getting dropped on Netflix next week. Maybe it's good. He's a talented guy. And yeah, it kind of took the horror world by storm. We enjoyed it. We liked talking about it. It was different. It had fun little twists. It was shot extremely well. <laughs> the music choices were hilarious. And compared to some of these other ones, uh, you know, we've talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have, so I kind of weighed that one down. So, sorry. Uh, the Girl on the Third Floor. CM Punk can only do so much, you know. Come on now, give it. There's potential break. there, though. Like it, give I give it credit. Like I would put, I I think it belongs to be, you know, in the mention, in the nominees, and I, not an honorable and, mention. And I'm gonna say it. I I don't think the pool was as strong in best film as it was in best show. It wasn't. And we need to fix that, guys. And when we're done with the awards here, we're going to look at the films that are coming out in 2022. Let's do better. Let's be better. (laughs) But absolutely, the best film, Malignant. I loved it. I I, I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again, for sure. It was sort of refreshing. If you look at the poster and maybe watch the trailer, you're thinking like, okay, I bet I've seen movies that kind of have this vibe. Um, But it went in a, a weird direction pretty early on. And then, then the, the the second maybe let's say the last third of the movie or second half of the movie, um, not what I I had I would never ever would have guessed that 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 what happens in Malignant, yeah, is what was going to ha- like. If, but you look at the poster, you watch the trailer, you could guess at some things like oh, you know she's got this maybe she's got a, a tumor in her that's alive or. I, I think the only I thing you would see have it been going this way. You might have that. I bet it's her. Yeah, feeling, but not how. Yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the style of the movie change, like the tone of the movie changes with the action sequences and things. It yeah, really a, goes in a different direction. It was shot really well. It's a hell of a ride. It's easy. Okay, so it's. We we were so looking forward to Halloween Kills. It's hard not to have high expectations. And when a movie just drops out of nowhere and it's really good, you're like, well, this is all gravy. This is just a giant win. Yeah. So that's why Halloween Kills, it had too many things wrong with it to even be mentioned with these other ones. Unfortunately, it didn't have, it didn't have the, the weight of those expectations like some of those films like yeah. Halloween Malignant, congratulations, Malignant. I can hear the typing right now. Uh, they're they're refreshing the page, waiting for the poll to go up, or so they can so they can uh, leave a voicemail. They're, I think it's the opposite. They're like, no more Malignant. You should have nominated Gabriel for best actor. Like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> Shit. Our last category here for the 2021 Slasherville Awards. 
It is time for kill of the year. Only got four of them here. We, uh, we, we didn't go big. We narrowed them down. Here are your nominees for kill of the year. From Chucky, when he pushes uh, the cancer mom out of the window. With a very <laughs> heartbreaking, yet hilarious, yet hilarious. scene. Because you're thinking this mom's cheating and she's, not, she's on the shady side of things. Come to find out she's got cancer. And almost as soon as they drop that on you, Chucky just has this cart. And he barrels it down the hallway, pushes her out the window, shatters. Ah, she falls on the car. Dead. A little suicide. And he does the hand thing on his cheeks like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he does. And it's hilarious. And there's okay. added weight to it because he's framing it to make it look like she killed herself. Like she yeah. committed suicide. Um, From Black Christmas when Billy kills uh, that lady in the closet. We talked about his moans and groans. That closet suffocation uh, is just one of the better kills. In that era, specifically, just fucking plastic wrap around you. Like, that's just that's some real-life serial killer shit. Right. It's, and, a, and, it's a creepy way to go. It is. And they shot it extremely well, too, uh, POV style from the bag. Very good. From Halloween Kills, knife into the eye. Of the nurse man, he's the he's a doctor dressed as a nurse or nurse dressed as the doctor. He's a, I always he's forget. a nurse dressed as a doctor. Nurse dressed as a doctor, and he takes that knife right in the fucking eye. Yeah, it has a little kind of little twitchy brain misfire yeah. and everything. Our last nominee for kill of the year. <laughs> so something happens in the boat <laughs> from Midnight Mass, Riley's canoe event. <laughs> where he just combusts up. He burns up. It's more of a death of the year. I know, I know. Here we go. But that there's it had to be mentioned because holy shit, that one just catches you so off guard. Once again, context, because it's looking like he's taking her out into the middle of nowhere to get her maybe. And no, he's sacrificing himself in this crazy way. It's but, powerful. It um it it's a, it turns the story you know it's a pivotal moment in the story and you're looking you're like how many what's how much is left this is the guy this is the main isn't this yeah. the guy uh -oh. this is the main guy so then it's like you know he that sacrifice weighs on the rest of the show indeed indeed and cuz there really wasn't i i thought malignant would be a heavier hitter in a kill of the year category, not really. There's a lot of swooping, snatching up, some vomiting, things like that. Um, but yeah, that there's that canoe that's going to stick with you. Yeah, a lot of blunt Your, force trauma kills mm -hmm. in that too. Your winner for kill of the year, Halloween kills knife in the eye. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for a movie that obviously has its flaws, we just talked about it a bit. It was very nice and refreshing to see that they picked up where they left off with Halloween 2018, where Michael Myers is going to stab the shit out of you. He got that lady in the back of the neck in Halloween 2018, mm. and I said, okay, yeah, can right I get more of that? Out the front, right out the front. And a, a similar vein here, and that whole scene, it's in the car, he's on the car, 
they're shooting, they're missing, they're dropping guns, and it's it's intense, it's action packed. And he he slips in there, and he gives you that knife in the eye. He's he's man. He is the man with that knife. He is, and uh, I I I think just honorable mentions. Almost every single kill in Halloween Kills is is brutal, and it was one of the one of the bright spots when we were talking about, you know how like oh the, you know this isn't as far away from being good as people are making it out to be, and no. man there is some let's just let's just do a handful from Halloween Kills, the guy in the kitchen getting all the knives in the back after oh, he's dead. Oh yeah. Oh god, yes. The the uh the boyfriend Lonnie's kid. Oh, yep, just the old walk down neck snap. Oh, and but the the brutality of the whole build up of that. I mean, he yeah. he get, he's getting he gets killed for a long time. And let's not ignore the firefighters in the, in the opening as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, he cuz just for sheer volume. Yeah, I feel yeah, knife in the eye here. It's just like we had to pick one of them. It had a good of it. Yeah, it was sort of shocking. Like in a movie where gross stuff happens and there are brutal kills, it's very fast. You don't really see that coming as the method to the. It, it, there's a struggle. You know, his wife's outside with a gun. Like, and and he starts to strangle Michael, and it's just turn stab and whoa. You know, it, it was the one in the theater. See, what I think seeing, we saw it in the theater. It's the one in the theater where everyone sort of gasps, like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, <laughs> uh, it has that effect. And the makeup it, job is very good. It's a good effect. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great kill. I do want to say, though, honorable mention for me is the sacrifice at the beginning of the first babysitter. Uh, oh yes because i was thinking of like what what about blood what about gore and jesus christ that's knife in the eye isn't it it's it's uh like in the head like i think two knives in the head like on the top like he's look like he's wearing horns or something yeah that's right double scissor stab or something and they can't get the they can't get the one night they need his blood and they can't get the one knife out and then they do and the blood just gushes all over that other character he says funny things. Just sprays him down. And he's just sort of like slowly dying as the blood leaves his brain. It's a very creepy kill. And yeah. and sort of sudden it's sh- shocking and shocking for the, the the lead character. It was impactful. It was cool. That was my Definitely. honorable mention. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm mad we didn't didn't get a proper nominee on that one. Definitely definitely deserved it. Um, just going through the rest to see if there's maybe something, anything else we neglected. I don't think we did. We had Halloween kills, knife in the eye, kill of the year. Now we're going to have a full calendar year of contenders. So it's and some packed, heavy hitters coming out. As packed as this was, and yeah, I know I said we were going to look at some movies coming out uh, next year, but we're we're reaching that time here. So I think we'll save that for next week. Next week we're going to look at films horror films that are coming out this year and we're going to make some announcements we're going to have some some changes to the show some changes to patron patreon so check in next week see what's going on with that new year new beginnings do we have 
anything else this episode, Jim? Any plugs? Anything like that? I do. I do want to mention one thing. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Balkang, uh, his production company, Apotheosis Productions, put out sort of a uh, surprise short film on Christmas Eve called Book of Elf. And that is, that is on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and look up Apotheosis Productions, A-P-O-T-H-E-O-S-I-S. And, uh, or just search uh, Book of Elf. Don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're better off just, just searching Apotheosis <laughs> Productions. Give them a follow as well. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. And their movie is up. Uh, it's sort of a Christmas-themed horror film. Yeah, looks good, too. So check them out. Check that out for Bal. Bal Kang. Out there making moves, making movies. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SlasherGoPod. All of our stuff is at SlasherGoPod, except for my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tromads. I'm playing some video games. We've been playing that ready or not. Little SWAT team thing. It's not super horror-ish, although it can be scary when they fucking yes. pop out at you. <laughs> Quite terrifying <laughs> when you get shot in the shoulder neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. This is the problem. That is going to do it for this episode. Thank you. Have a good 2022. I'm the Clove Hitch Killer. And I'm Nurse Doctor. <laughs> <laughs>